from your mobile phone, TV or PC, I'm on whatever screen you own, jumping from tabs to apps, I suggest you don't, I promise you'll miss out, on information that is vital, what I do is feature guests, I'm even call them the best, so I'm going viral with idols, it's so classic, like a set of CDs and vinyls, you already know it's time for my show, right? Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this special edition of Quarantine and Rap. For everyone who's unaware of Quarantine and Rap, Quarantine and Rap is, um, you could call it a video-on-demand podcast that was started in 2020 in result of the pandemic. I've always had some type of interest in doing, whether it been internet radio or podcast, maybe since I was early 20s. When I started Quarantine and Rap, I was in the process of gearing up to release my second single and COVID just completely put everything on the shelf. I was home, didn't know what to do with myself as an artist. Um, I was constantly told you need to work on your engagement. And doing that, I started doing random Instagram lives, um, even brought people on here and there to talk. And then from there, I was telling my manager, I was like, you know, I don't want to keep doing these random lives. She said, well, pick a day of the week to do it. Okay, uh, Thursday night, nine o'clock. All right, then that happened. Then she says, you need to come up with a name for your life. So I was like, well, quarantine a rap. You know, we're in quarantine, so okay, quarantine a rap. Now, the thing is, when people hear rap, they automatically think that I'm going to be rapping like I'm Big Tigger. But rap, the rap part is an old school saying, like, come here, young, and let me rap with you. In other words, let me talk to you. Quarantine rap was something that I started because I wanted to engage with like-minded creators. At the same time, pull information from them where not only where I can learn, but anyone who's watching or listening to the interview can also learn and apply it to their journey. Therefore, quarantine and rap, here we are, season two. And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to a special live edition of Quarantine and Rap. I go by the name of Ray Pearson. And I go by the name of Jomi Los. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming and joining us today as we interview four amazing candidates that are going, um, that are uh, running for uh, North Board of Education. Um, now we have Asia Norton, we have Verily Santana, Daniel Gonzalez, and Don Haynes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please hold your questions for the end of the show. Um, right now, I just want you guys to introduce yourselves and let us know where you guys are from a little bit details about yourselves anybody can go first like i said before this is a relaxed show we're just you know norton over here with her uh adidas on i see you in the culture in the culture i see you baby and um go for it please let the people know Thank you, um, Ray. Thank you, Jomi, for having us um, this evening um, to be with you all, your listeners. Shout out to your listeners for listening in right now. Um, definitely, this is a great platform um, to have. 
And whenever someone says introduce yourself, I automatically think of like my childhood. I'm like, introduce yourself. My name is Asia and hey. I'm the best. And hey. it's like, <laughs> right, I was gonna keep cheering you on. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, so my name is Asia, um, Asia Norton. Like um, Johnny said, I'm running for North School Board along with my running mates, Vedalese, Dawn and Daniel. Um, born and raised right here in the city of Newark. Uh, I'm particularly from the South Ward. Um, went to Maple Avenue School, third generation Newarker. My mother, teacher, my mother and my grandmother were all teachers here in the city. I became a teacher here in the city. Um, and along with other things, I'm sure we'll have other things to talk about ourselves, but that's just a snapshot of who I am, Asia from Newark, the South Ward. <laughs> Dropping the mic, who's taking it? Um, I'm here, uh, Danny Gonzalez, uh, born and raised in Newark, um, Biggie Smalls uh, fan, and uh, born and raised, born in, uh, in uh, Bethel Israel Hospital, raised in the North uh, Ward, uh, graduated from Rutgers University with an accounting degree, nice. uh, and CPA. And, you know, uh, this is an opportunity to give back to the community um, with this uh, position. Hopefully when I'm elected, I'll add value to the to the board with my finance government experience and, you know, looking forward to it. Nice. Thank short. You so much. Who's taking the mic? Who's taking it? Santana, hey. Coming off the Zoom, I'm coming off the mute. Um, my name is Dawn. I am number eight one. I am a mother of three girls in North Public Schools. I'm a wife. Um, right now, I hold the vice president position, and I do a couple of other fun things throughout the city of Newark. And um, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for for being patient with us and allowing us to be in y'all space during this beautiful evening on this beautiful spring night. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. Who's taking the mic next? It will be me. So Hi. I'm Bereli Santana. Thank you so much, Ray and Jomi, for having us and including in your safe space. Um, we're so happy to be here. And I, you know, earlier, you know, pre-show, I, I was discussing with you all how important it is to engage our different generations, right? Just we can't focus on the folks who are consistently voting, which predominantly are our seniors. We know that our youth are activated. We wanna tap into the demographics. So thank you for giving us that opportunity, right? Because this platform is essential. You're, you're engaging folks through social media and very creative and innovative ways. So thank you for that. Um, so I was born in the city of Newark, of course, at St. James Hospital. And I currently serve as a policy director to the Senate Education Chair and Teresa Ruiz. I was a former senior aide to Mayor Baraka, and I am very fortunate to be running with a slate of candidates, my teammates, my running mates, my family, Ms. Don Haynes, who I had the privilege of working with um, beside at the city of Newark. If you guys don't know, she has incredible strong roots within the community. She's actively engaged in anything anti-violence consistently. So please follow her page because she's always putting up the latest information, the latest protests, the latest walks. Um, and it's also 
the beginning season of Ramadan. So blessings, Miss um, Haynes. Um, I'm also running with uh, Asia Norton, who has a background as an educator and who has been, as she, as she mentioned, third generation educator in the city of Newark. And also Daniel Gonzalez running on the B2 slate because there are technically two elections and two terms that we're running for um, simultaneously. So while we are running on the A1, A2, and A3 positions on the ballot, we also have Daniel Gonzalez that's running on the B2 position, right? So please remember, and I, if this, if there's only one takeaway from this, right, outside of how cool we are, is um, <laughs> is the fact that the school board election for the North Board of Education is on Tuesday, April twentieth, which is the upcoming Tuesday, y'all. Polls are open from seven a.m. to eight p.m. So thank you, Ray, Jomi, take it away. Thank you, thank you, Ray. You had something? Yes. Um... I want to take this moment to send condolences to not only the family of Earl Simmons, who we all know as DMX, but the entire Rough Rider family, from the bikers to the record label. Um, you know, a child lost their father, a mother lost her son, and the world lost the legend. Um, thank you, DMX, for what you contributed to hip hop. You you've inspired many artists, myself included. And thank you, X is up for 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 the dog. Um, with that, Jomi, take it away. Wait, wait, time out. Oh, We're talking oh. about a legend over here. Now we got the questions. The questions. Uh. The, the one question, what was your favorite DMX track? Here, I'll go first. Okay. Mine was slipping, right? Because it was a conversation that he was having with himself to try to get himself to not fall into, you know, the wrong things. So it was, that was my favorite DMX song. Let's hear what was your DMX song. Who's, start, who's taking the mic? I'm taking it because I'm afraid that someone's going to take my song. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna go away. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Yeah, up so in here. Like legit, when I became a mother about nine years ago, that song meant so much more to me. So much more to me than it did when I was younger. Cause I'm like, yo, this little kid, he gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Up in here. So definitely shout out to DMX, his family, um, his extended family, and everyone who um, continues to mourn his death um it definitely speak I, also i just want to say this as i know i think uh men of color latina latinos um black men um their emotions and traumas don't necessarily get um attention the necessary attention and so when they are expressing themselves they're seen as being angry and we're not saying why they're angry and we instead stigmatize them as being these angry black men or this angry black um hispanic man and so not just really my heart goes out to his struggle and how he's been able to cope with it and the support system that he received and so really shout out to ZMX truly yeah may he rest in peace whose who's favorite I favorite? will um ladies first thank you Daniel <laughs> such a gentleman really quickly I just wanted to say it's 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 interesting right because DMX I was born in 90 I don't know if there are any other 90s uh babies um that are listening but I really resonated with that whole era from like 96 to like the early 2000s. So DMX was 
absolutely upfront, but the energy he came with was completely different. It was raw in your face and very unapologetic. And that's something that resonated with me. So like, I don't have a particular favorite song. We all know the, you know, the anthem of writers anthem, like you go anywhere that's, you know, all the group chats, that's what we were all sending. Right. And, um, X gonna give it to you, gonna give it to you. So that's just coming with that energy and just knowing like the struggles that he's faced and that personally resonated with me. And I know my family members because that hard knock life is no joke. Um, And I don't really speak about that, like my childhood, but there are central and universal themes that run throughout anyone that's grown up in a community like ours, right? So the same struggles he faces with, I have family members who are facing those same struggles. And um, so I know that everybody, you know, my sister, and this is like super personal, right? So my sister was, you know, she's 10 years younger. I, you know, Generation Z. And she calls me, she's so upset, you know, about his passing. And I, and I tell her, I'm like, yo, we're all sad, right? But know that he's happy. Know that he's finally found peace. And this is something that he's been struggling with. If you listen to his music, it's something that he's been, you know, so close to reaching, but doesn't quite get there. So I just hope and pray that he's finally achieved what it is that he was looking for. Y que Dios lo tiene la gloria. Amen. Daniel? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, well, DMX, rest in peace. And my favorite is Ruth Rider's Anthem. Nice. And second, Party Up is Party my up. second. Oh, so, he this stuff. Um, he brought a lot of joy and great memories to, to my upbringing. So I appreciate it. And rest in peace, DMX. God bless to him and his family. Thank you. Haynes, save the best for last, right? Yes, ma'am. So when DMX was in his prime, I was in the street. So definitely was what he wanted from me because when he yeah. said, Go on, LaShawn, I met you talk about going. <laughs> And you know, as we all know, some of the things that we going through in our in a city like the city of Newark, we see what addiction do to our people. We see the long term effects of it, and we see the struggles behind it. And it was just good to see some of those last videos he did, where he was not um, abusing substance, and he was full faced, and he was his weight was up, and he was in a good space and a good spirit. So for me, um, I think his his mark in this world was less with not just his artistry, but also his prayers, because I'm a whole Muslim out here, and some of his prayers had me like, you know what? Amen. That was deep. So he will definitely be missed, and my children are now officially uh, DMX listening tours outside of the month of Ramadan. Nice. Nice. I love to hear that. I love to hear that the kids connect with the culture, you know, no matter which era it is. They still somehow, some way, tired to connect to uh, with the culture. Speaking about the culture, let's talk about your favorite musician, hip hop artist, somebody that influenced you, you know, throughout your whole life. Besides DMX, you know, because everybody has everybody has that one artist that's like on repeat from like teenage years to like even now. Haynes, take it away. So it's definitely. 
Oh, okay, it was definitely. So it's in between Tupac and Lauren Hill because both of them were like two sides of a coin. And I'm an old soul, so Nina Simone is on my playlist regularly. Mm. Yeah, those are two two very, very, very unique artists, man. I love me some Lauren Hill. Who got it next? Who's dropping the mic next? Um, I'll go next. And I, I said it earlier, Biggie Smalls, more money, more problems. <laughs> Big Papa, the second one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I love I, more money, more problems. Is that uh, that uh, that song? And it ain't lying either. Asia, yeah. So, um, my favorite artist truly is Tupac, like hands down rap artist. Um, and I, I'm not, I can't say a particular song because it's just his whole journey um that I appreciate and again just going back to how people of color can sometimes be viewed one way um because that's what society tried to put us in a box um and then like but my favorite one of my favorite quotes from um one of his songs was like I ain't no killer but don't push me because I'm I, I really feel that like I'm nice but don't push me and so but I really do think he was a man of his time that tried to and he was successful to getting like people free of themselves free of stigmas free of things that were being perpetuated and so just like Malcolm X I kind of like put them like in that same category of like freeing the mind and like trying not to fit into these stigmas or fit into the stigma but don't let it trap you or don't let others define you and so that's why I really messed with Tupac he really is dope he is cute. Um, he looked like my brother to me too. So, Tupac. <laughs> yeah, Tupac was definitely ahead of his age the whole time. Like he was speaking things that that now we're like we look back and we're like, whoa, he said this in the '90s, and we're living it right now. Santana, who's your favorite hip hop artist, influencer, music wise? Take it away. Without a doubt, I'm going to jump into that, but I think this is really funny. So my brother and I were 10 months apart, right? And, you know, we're these two little Dominican kids, barely know any English, right? But somehow we got into the West Coast wave really early. So the, the lyricism that would come from Tupac, we really, somehow, I guess it, it, it sort of like um, captured us and enamored us. And then we got into this whole rebellious stage where we were into like the NWA and the Ice Cube. I don't, we were preteens. We were 11 years old, right? Don't know. I, but I felt like somehow it resonated with us and it spoke with us. But without a doubt, my favorite hip hop artist of all time, and I'll die on this grave, is Hola Jovito. So oh, always. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Reasonable Doubt has got me through so many different chapters of my life. And it still does. You know, I listen to it and I could go through like the songs, right? Because it's it's never not that one song, even, even though Can I Live is like my absolute favorite. Um, but his journey has been something incredible. And it, it it's still very powerful, right? Because people still talk about him because he can be quite controversial, especially with some of the things that he's, some of the moves he's made um, these last couple of years, but his story speaks to me. It's always spoken to me. And I think there's, again, that common universal, uh, like the universal theme that runs through his music, I think still speaks 
to to people and it's classic and it's timeless and that's what makes it so classic right because no matter whether you were born in 90 like myself or you were born in 2000 or the or 1980 or 70 or whatever it may be it it still speaks to you so yeah it definitely does man and i just like the fact that he broke those barriers like in our community period like he said you can be an entrepreneur you know and those are those discussions right and like if people get very animated when they have these discussions but at least are at least we're dialoguing and we're and we're having these discussions yeah absolutely but let's get into the why we're here because you know the people want to know um my first question is do you by any guys have by any chance like a model like a team model or um like a, a, a team logo a slogan i mean that you guys probably have yeah it, it's on so readily's dawn daniel they all have it right now um their screen is called moving north schools forward nice. all the way and so we are not um we're supported by the mayor city of Newark, mayor raj j baraka and back in 20 i think it was 2018 his re-election for his second term he had the slogan of moving um, Newark forward and so being that we were supported by him then it was also the time when the district was going back under local control because for over two decades the state run our school system and for some people who may not understand that that means that the people of the city of North that lives here, your parents, grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, they had no say over the district whatsoever. Um, it all came from people down in Trenton, um, when I say that, like uh, like the governor, et cetera, et cetera. And so back in 2018, that's when the district, school district came under local control, which means when you vote uh, for school board members, and that's why we're here, we're asking for y'all to come out and support us on April 20th and vote for us. Um, when we make decisions, that's final, right? It's period. Um, but before when it was under state control, when that board at the time was called advisory board, when they made decisions, the superintendent at that time can say, actually, nah, we're not doing that. Everything that you just talked about, everything that you just voted about, we're just gonna throw that out the door. Now you can't do that. <laughs> also the superintendent, the person who runs the schools was the person that like, um, again the board didn't decide on it was the the state that decided the governor who decided on that and so it truly is um our slogan moving north schools forward is very symbolic because it shows the power that the community now has um and i think all the artists that we talked about whether it be jay-z um biggie tupac we uh lauren hill talked about empowerment and so that's exactly what we're representing is about empowering um, the city, empowering the people here in the city of Newark. Thank you. Thank you for putting that into perspective, um, especially uh, with all the changes that's going on, um, because I'm not, you know, like she, like Ms. Norton explained, um, it used to be in- You just call me Asia. Asia? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, we, we want a cool, chill mode. Call me Miss Yeah, you got the Adidas suit. Exactly, we cool, we cool. We good, we good. <laughs> All right. So like, Miss, like Asia, I won't say Miss Asia. I don't know, it's just out of respect. 
Um, like Asia was uh, reiterating, um, was stating that um, the schools were under state control and now they're under local control. And that's why it's important to get the message out there and let our people know, especially people in our generation, um, because we are the parents now, you know what I mean? So it's, it's good to at least get that information out there and let, you know, everybody know, look, we're, you know, it's the uh, moving Newark schools forward um, team, you know, they're, you know, uh, ready to, 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 to take on the task and ready to be able to execute it and, and, you know, make things happen. But, you know, in the midst of everything, how do you guys feel about the pandemic? How has the pandemic changed your point of view and how we educate our students? And how would that be uh, something that uh, you guys would uh, focus on uh, within, uh, in your role? So I, I'll, I'll actually chime in now. And I think that one of the biggest disparities that the pandemic has, ha has highlighted and that we've seen is the digital divide. And there's been a lot of discussion, a lot of reports, a lot of press, a lot of articles highlighting and amplifying the fact that a lot of our black and brown students do not have access or quality access to the internet, right? Because broadband is not about having like the the lowest, you know how you can like, well, I have optimum, right? And there, there are different tiers of the internet and when you have multiple children living under one household, then that one broadband plan stretches out and the quality of the Wi-Fi isn't just as good, right? So you have a lot of buffering, you're not really able to connect with your teacher, listen to your classmates, and as well as every student doesn't have a Chromebook or a laptop or whatever the district, right? In Newark, you know, we use a lot of Chromebooks. So the fact that one household might have one Chromebook, that's not equitable and that's not fair because you might have one house that has multiple kids. I'm one of three, right? You may be one of two. There might be, a, you know, others that are one of four. So the fact that they have to figure out how they're gonna share the one device, that's not fair. Is that a quality education? And that's something that the pandemic has highlighted. So you've seen a lot of philanthropic efforts. You've seen a lot of state aid and you've seen a lot of district um, focused efforts on providing a device to every child, not just to the, to the family, but to every child under, you know, in that family. And that's something that we're still working on. I can't say that we're 100% there in the city of Newark, but that's a goal that we're working towards. Nice. And I'm glad that that's something that um, you guys highlighted because that is somewhat of an issue um, in our city. Does anybody else uh, would like to chime in? We're dropping the mic again. I well, uh, my, again, I, I would have to agree with both. My um, area of focus is gonna be in technology. We need to invest in technology, make sure that no student is left behind, make sure that we all have Chromebooks, make sure we have all the resources available to be able to learn and the teachers to be able to teach technology. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. And also, can I just oh. like chime in with that really quick? Yeah. Um, in terms of like just keeping up 
with the direction that our society is going in. And so like our kids, a lot of them already have access to some type of technology, whether it be like a phone, a tablet, iPad. Um, and so when they go into schools, because I was a teacher for six years and I actually, my family has been teaching in Newark for about 50 years in total. And so before all of this, we were improving our technology, um, giving our students access to technology, but we weren't moving as fast as no- fast enough compared to some of our neighboring districts like Maplewood, Montclair, et cetera. And so this pandemic forced us um, to, to speed up um, our ability to keep up because all these children, when they graduate, technology is gonna look completely different. And so we don't want them to have that deficiency because we didn't provide them with that access. Um, but some students, they have been successful in this learning environment virtually. And so it definitely has given an opportunity for students to, that may not have been comfortable learning in a classroom setting to shine. And so as a district, it definitely has helped us say like, hey, there's other ways of learning. How about we tap into these other ways of learning so that more students have access to it? Thank you. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, Ms. Haynes? I have three kids in my house, and apparently the eight-year-old was in the middle of being bullied by the 15-year-old, so unfortunately, me coming off of mute sounds like this. It's okay. It's un- Look, I have an eight-year-old, so I, well, he's going to be eight, but I understand. It's okay. Unfiltered raw. <laughs> Hey, look, it's better It's better for it to be unfiltered raw than for it to be like a painted picture. At least, look, go ahead, put the bait, go ahead, put on your lap. It's okay. Because you know why? A lot of us mothers have to deal with that. And that's okay. And I appreciate that this is, you know, on live because at least the people get to see that the genuine, the, you know, where it's coming from and it's real, you know, it's raw. You know, you're a mother you have to do this, you know, because I do the same thing sometimes when I have meetings with, with my son. And, you know, this is this is real life. You know what I mean? And I appreciate everybody for uh, coming out today. Now I have the grand question of the night. Why is your role important with the Newark Board of Education? Why is it important for the people to vote for your slate for the, uh, with the Board of Education? Ms. Norton, you want to take the mic? I see Ms. Haynes got her mic off. Oh, go ahead, Dwayne. Oh. Microphone check. Go ahead, girl. Two, one, two. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to jump in. Um, North Board of Education is a very unique board, right? Because our district is a very unique district, being the largest in the state of New Jersey, having the largest budget in the city of New Jersey, in the state of, in the state of New Jersey. Um, and when all of the intellectuals are sitting at the table and they have all these real tough decisions that that they have to make based on budget and data, my voice often come in like, y'all not being reflective of the parents that's in this district right now, or look at it from this perspective. And there's plenty of times the superintendent's like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, because we have so many different, unique and amazing people in our city where we have to look at things at a grassroots perspective in order for us to get enough stuff accomplished. And I, I bring that, like my, my colleagues that's on this call, they give me a lot of accolades for being a community person. Like I said, I wear a lot of colorful hats in my, in my city, but the board, it allows me to 
see things in a different perspective and put things in place and be able to see those things executed in real time. And that I can I definitely appreciate. Thank you, thank you. Varelise, Asia? I was just going to add on to that with, you know, in the same vein that Ms. Haynes did, we are elected to represent the community. Our community is so diverse. And Ray, you know, I'm going to touch to you because maybe you've seen this in your in your own upbringing. I know that Jomi has and all of us can can and this all resonates right where our community reflects a rainbow of personalities, of backgrounds, of languages, of 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 um, religion, creed, race, whatever it may be. But we're there to represent every single child in the city of Newark. You know, you strip that away and we know that our children at the end of the day can't always vocalize what it is that they need, may not know how to do that. And that's our responsibility. So we're tasked to be cheesy as ever. You know, I think of Spider-Man, you know, with, with great power comes great responsibility. And that's where ultimately where our authority and our influence lies to make sure that our children are receiving the best education, to make sure that they're being uplifted, that their voices are being heard. And, and, and that's the greatest power that any board of education member is granted. Thank you, thank you. Well, I would like to jump in. And um, like I said earlier, I'm a product of Nork. And Nork uh, gave me the uh, education and being becoming an accountant. And in becoming an accountant, I became the uh, in 2002 the director of finance for the city of Nork, where I managed 800 million dollars, and I managed 800 million dollars in this in the school budget uh, at the time. And now the school budget is uh, over a billion dollars. And so now, because Nork gave me the um, experience and education, because I graduated from Rutgers University in the city of Nork, gave me that education. And Nork also gave me the experience. Now is the time to give back and add value to the members of the school board. And I can't give, can't think of anything else than to give to the school board and give back to the citizens and to the children of the city of Newark. And that's what I'm hoping to do after April 20th. B2, Danny Gonzalez. Thank you, thank you, Danny. Ms. Yeah. Norton, I'm yeah. sorry. Asia. You know what, just go ahead, throw, Ms. Norton. You, you know, really, you know really what it is? Cause my grandmother, she was Ms. Norton for like eons, right? And so when I became a teacher and it was like Ms. Norton, I'm like, but that's my grandmother. And so, but it's all right, go ahead, Ms. Norton, go me. Um, but like real talk. Um, and so going back to like my, my favorite artist, Tupac, right? So not only was he um, a, a rapper, not only did he compose music, but he was a poet too. And so when I think of this work, um, and especially in this space, talking about hip hop and rap, you, I had to bring up um, his poem, The Rose That Grew From Concrete. And so that to me, that, that poem 
is very important in the work that we do because a lot of our students sometimes, and I actually was this student, that that kind of get that that gets left behind, that kind of goes invisible. Um, things are stacked on top of them, and for in different ways. Um, our community, um, just to be honest, we're plagued with a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with us. Whether it be in Dawn, she spoke on spoke on this. Whether it be with drug addiction, um, being alcoholics, whether it be abuse, physical, emotional, psychological abuse, whether it be poverty, um, our community is really impacted. And our children are, they're feeling this, they're not absent from all these, these harms. And so to me, that's where the rose that grew from concrete because all these things are stacking our students. And so I reached the fifth grade, barely know how to read, like real talk. Like I was that kid that, that I got called on and I had to read and I was just like staring the teacher down like, <laughs> I'm not doing it because I'm not gonna embarrass myself and kids are, they can be, you know, pretty mean. And so us being on the school board, we're asking for y'all to come out and vote for us on April 20th because we all have our unique experiences and yet we've all been able to come this far. And so I'm a very firm believer that the people who are closest to the issues are the people who are closest to the solutions. And everyone that is on this ticket, including myself, we are the closest to the issues and thus we are the closest to the solutions. And so whether it be Vetalese, um, handling policy work. Um, we all live in Newark, like period. Like we walk outside of the door and we see our neighbors. Um, we see children walking across the street when schools um, opened yesterday for the first time in a year. Um, we see that. We, we see all our neighbors or people that we haven't seen at grocery stores like all the time. And so with my background in education, with Vettelie's background in policy, with Gonzalo, um, Daniel Gonzalez's background in finance, with Dawn's background in um, violent prevention, all these are necessary um, to making sure that no child becomes a rose that grows out of concrete because no child deserves to grow out of concrete, even if they are able to, right? Because our kids, they can do it. They do it all the time. Like we're here, all six of us on this Zoom. We're do we we did it. We have done it. But that doesn't mean it's fair. It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean that has to be the narrative. Like, all right, when are we gonna stop growing from concrete, y'all? When are we gonna stop doing this? Like, it's not normal. It's not normal because it doesn't happen anywhere else. Like, you don't have to come from struggle to be successful. Like, it's okay to go outside and play on a nice clean street. It's okay to have great teachers and receive a quality education. It's okay. Like you don't have to have this struggle to be great. And so that's why we're asking again, y'all to come out April 20th, because if y'all real hip hop, like if y'all real hip hop, I'm just like legit, if y'all real hip hop, you'll see the importance because again, any rapper that you can really think of, I don't know all the newer ones. And so I can't really speak to them. My bad, y'all don't hate me for it. But if y'all really hip hop, all of them talk about power and all of them talk about how they had that teacher had that someone at that school that kind of like looked down on them and thought that they were nothing like that's why we're here to make sure that no teacher in our schools feel that way about our students to make sure that oh we don't have books no you need you don't need books you need a laptop that has access to um, the internet like you need that so that's why we're here to make sure to try to cut off that concrete we can't cut it all off 
We can't. Yeah. Well, we can take some layers off. We can take some layers off. Because right. no matter what you go, you a rose. Like, you already a rose. Absolutely. Let's be some roses growing in the garden. <laughs> You're right. You're definitely, definitely right. And I'm so excited to have you guys um, on here. And I'm, I'm glad you guys are connected to hip hop because, you know, if we go back to the root of hip hop where it started in the Boogie Down Bronx, go ahead, Ray. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, Wait, let me do my. I gotta do my rapper's delight. Let me do my rapper's delight. Go ahead, go ahead. Let me. All right, all right. So this is really see, this is my go, favorite go. song. Song, my favorite rap song. I say the hip hop, the hip, the hip to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang bang. bang, bang. bang. Jump the boogie to the rocket to the boogie the beat. Hey, now hey. what is this? Is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. Hey. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have the first virtual open mic soon, huh? We're gonna have you on a virtual open mic when Ray Pearson um, has his uh, open mic. It's gonna be here in the city of North, just so everybody knows. Um, it's in it's it's in the works. Um, yeah. As most of you guys know, I do work behind the scenes. Um, but I'm so happy. Let me tell you, I am so 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 happy to see somebody coming back to Newark um, to help us with the finance. Dawn, listen, your raw reality, true, is like it like it is it's it you know what I mean and I appreciate that because you know people need to understand that we're all people at the end of the day you know what I mean and I appreciate that very least your policy thank you so much um for your you know your background thank you for you know actually opening up because I'm pretty sure a lot of people probably saw the ticket and they're like oh, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? But in reality, it's like, no, these are real people. You know what I mean? These are real people with real experiences. Some came back to give back to our community. Um, and, you know, people, like I said, people need to hear this. And this is where our, you know, you know, like, like I reiterated because of hip hop, hip hop has built a lot of our history of who we are, it, whether it was, you know, poetic justice, whether it was, you know, when we go back to the 70s, it has paved the way for a lot of people and it has told a story. And that story, you know, you guys have that story that's basically, you know, telling our people, hey, look, we're human. We are just here to, to help and to help the Newark schools move forward. And thank you once again, um, Ray, I don't know if you wanna go ahead and take it away. Right. Oh, you got stuff. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. The the I had to I had to turn the mouse back on. Um. You know, while before while we get close to the end here, I want to take this time to thank all of you once again for for vibing with us. Um, you know, we were chatting behind the scenes, um, getting comfortable. Um, thank you all once again. And like I do with every show, with every guest, I would take this time of um, in the episode to give you all the floor. Feel free to ask anything. Feel free to express anything you want to express. If you got the plug in, the you know the date of the the, the voting, the floor is yours. Yep. I would like to I would like to ask a question. Go for it. Uh, Ray and Jomi. Who are your favorite hip hop artists? <laughs> well, I can go first. And he, unfortunately, he was short lived. Uh, Big Pun is my favorite, favorite. Like, I know all his albums. I know every, listen, everything. 
Um, so Big Pun was uh, one of my favorite artists um, of all times. I'm actually, I was actually glad to meet his son and meet his daughters, um, which was uh, uh, something that was like, you know, out of this world, which was amazing. But um, that Big Pun is definitely one of my favorite hip hop artists. Um, with me, I do have, uh, I, you could say they're pretty much a top five. But, uh, you know, if we're talking top five, everyone's top five is always a, a point of debate. No, so my top five, I said favorite, favorite, favorite. Yeah, no, my favorite of all time would have to be pun. And Asia, I know you did this, but I got to do it for pun. Dead in the middle of little widdly little. Did we know that we riddled some middlemen who didn't do diddly? Pun has. And still to this day, Jomi said it earlier, um, Pun is someone that I've listened to then, that I listen to now, and I am pretty sure I'm going to listen to in the future. Um, yo, Capital Punishment. That's the, yo, that is the track. Wait, is that a vinyl? Vinyl. No way. Vinyl. Oh man! In the uh, plastic? In the plastic. <laughs> Yo. Um. Gotta hold on to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the honor of interviewing Pun's son, Chris Rivers, last season on Quarantine and Rap. And um, during the interview, unexpectedly, you know, he gave me my props for Quarantine and Rap, and he he understood what is it that I was doing with it. And, you know, when that happened, that kind of boosted the inspiration, like, this is okay. But Daniel, back to what you were saying, all time, um, aside, aside from Eminem, Pun has been the most important influence on my music. Yeah, and not a lot of people know this, but DMX wrote for Big Pun. Like, um, I, I used to do a radio show where I spoke a lot about hip hop history. This was way back then. Um, and, you know, in the mix, I spoke about DMX writing for Big Pun. And not a lot of people know that DMX was a ghostwriter. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, following Big Pun, you got DMX and you got Biggie and then you got Tupac and Nas. It was my top five, sorry. <laughs> I love Nas, FYI. Yes, Nas is the truth. But yeah, you guys like to best this by you know without a doubt you said either i i'm a i'm a jay-z oh. but i can give nas the illest <laughs> record of all time you know and invite me if you guys ever have like that discussion right so between the takedown and and you know anyway it's always biggie and tupac nas the jay-z uh it's always an ongoing uh debate with that um but um, mature though right and so it's not like a West Coast, East Coast situation anymore. And so it's just like we can have like these differences without, I don't know, someone potentially not being alive anymore. So I'm happy. I'm, yeah, happy I'm glad we could do that. Yeah, but it's growth. And so you got to appreciate that about hip hop, the growth. And so I like it. I did have a question though, and I wanted because I was thinking about this. I want to know a little bit more, um, Ray and Jomi, your background, your inspirations. 
why is it that you want to give a platform to the community and like allow folks like us, right, that we're running for the North Board of Education and the election is upcoming, you know, this Tuesday. Well, you know, what's incentivizing you both to engage in this manner? Well, um, with my perspective, um, I do live in Newark, uh, but I'm one of those people where, going back to my background, um, my 20s, I was locked into a lot of music backgrounds. I'm a singer through God's blessing. And um, a lot of, you know, my 20s, I was locked into contracts and everything was just an epic fail. So now um, that I'm, you know, much older, I what I do is I uh, work behind the scenes with a lot of up and coming artists. I'm talking like 15 year olds, 16 year olds, 17 year olds, like I tried to guide them to the um, correct, you know, uh, person or what to do, what, you know, or, you know, try to guide them in a sense where they won't end up the same way I did, where I wasted my my entire 20s locked into musical contracts with managers and deals and this and that. And so giving people that opportunity to voice out who they are, um, giving people the platform to be able to, for others to learn who other people are, because we are in a new generation, everything's more transparent now. Um, you know, and again, this is more so the people know, hey, look who these people are. These aren't who you think they, you know, other people have discussed. These people are genuine people. These are just your regular average person who works and just wants to give back. And that's where our, my platform, you know, goes, you know, that's where I, what I, where I come in. I usually do the behind the scenes work. I try to, um, you know, I, I, I met Ray Pearson and we were, you know, working behind the scenes and telling him, you know, certain things. Um, and then, you know, I, if you guys Google Samad Savage, um, he's somebody that I also tried to mentor um, behind the scenes and, and as well. So my, my goal is always to influence the next generation to be better than our generation. And that's where my mindset is. And that's, you know, basically why I do what I do um, in general. Ray Pearson, take it away. Um, to go off of that, the whole, my inspiration to doing this is I'm an artist myself, I'm a rapper, but along my journey, I've had, you know, I was on an independent record label, you know, and I do that because there are a lot of things about that deal that just didn't add up but someone who's paid for verses, paid for features, have never gotten what I paid for, scammed, um, whether it's fraud management to showcases, um, being someone who's went to radio interviews and have been asked the same questions in the same way many times, um, I'm someone who wants other artists to know that there's different ways of going about things. Um, I, I try to, to, to get rid of the, the traditional format of interviews. And I'm someone I don't like it myself. So why would I want to hear another artist go through that if I can introduce them to something different early so they know what to expect and how to execute going forward. 
Um, I just try to take the little experience I have on my end and introduce it to, to the viewer, as well as bringing people who are able to provide the same information, but more so that the view the viewer can take away is like, oh wow, I never knew what payola was. I didn't know anything about a NASCAP or a BMI. Well, this artist has always uploaded new songs every two weeks. And they, you know, I didn't know I, I didn't know I had to copyright my music before releasing it. This is the thing, you know, this, this is what artists need to be learning. And so because I have the little bit of knowledge, or I'm able to bring someone on. With that knowledge, I want someone to be able to take away from it. It's like, oh, wow, I was able to watch that interview and walk away. Distro Kid, Tune Core, ASCAP, BMI, copyrights, uh, every, everything that you could possibly think of. I This is this is what quarantine and rap is. Asia? Yeah. Um, thank you so much for both of you sharing that, um, sharing your story. Um, and honestly, that's all connected to education, like exactly what we're talking about um, this evening. Um, and so there's one thing to have and a skill to have to be creative in your own art form. It's another thing to understand the business aspect of it. And I think that's what the two of you were just hitting on. And so that is something actually that we're working, currently working with the district on currently. And so as y'all may know, we have um, Arts High School. And so Arts High School is our uh, premier uh artsy school whether it be dance music um visual etc cetera, etc cetera. but we've been advocating for the district to include the business aspects of it because it's one thing again to have a skill but it's another thing how are you able to market it how are you able to protect it and we also have another school Westside high school y'all might be familiar with um, the principal there um Akbar cook he's phenomenal mm -hmm. and even there he was able to create a studio for his students and so they they have they're they're really talented i definitely would if you can go out and visit west high high school and see the work that the students are able that are doing out there but he's not only promoting creativity he's also promoting the protection and teaching them the entrepreneurship of the side of of the arts and that's that's important it's important because it's one thing to have a skill you go out into this world and then people actually um, manipulate you for it. Um, they'll take credit for it. Like you said, um, I'm currently a law student. I go to Rutgers Law School right now. And so when you're talking about contract, it, the stuff is really deep. It really, really, really is the in property law too, because it's ownership of property. This property is not just land. It's also, also like intellect property, et cetera, et cetera. And so these are things that you don't have to wait for until you are until you graduate from high school. Um, if you chose to go to college, you don't have to wait till you receive a college degree. If you chose to just go out there and just figure it out, you don't have to wait for that. You can demand those things from your high school or even your middle school right now. And that's what we're advocating for currently on the board to give you those necessities. Cause it's a necessity, it's like breathing. How are you able to make a career out of something so precious if you're always being taken advantage of? And Absolutely. so that's why you have to go out and vote and understand what current and future board members are willing to fight for. Because 
um, Daniel, as he said, he has a finance background and Dawn had mentioned how we have the largest budget. We don't only just have the largest school budget here in the state of New Jersey, but we have the second largest budget in New Jersey, period. You know, the first largest budget is the state of New Jersey itself. Wow. <laughs> the largest budget in the state of New Jersey is the state of New Jersey. And then after them, it's us, North Public Schools. We have a, over a billion dollar budget. And so we have all these monies. How are we spending it? How are we making sure that whatever resources that we bring in, that they, it goes straight to students? And so we have programs where students are able to take college level courses with Rutgers, NJIT, Essex County College, along those lines, entrepreneurship, business management, et cetera, et cetera. And also investing in our teachers to come into our schools um, and teaching them those skills. Um, so everything y'all just say, that, that, those are things that we're currently fighting for and that have already been implemented in some shape or form in our schools currently. Yes, and that is, that's very true because um, a lot of, we come from a generation where it's figure it out, you know? Right. And um, the newer generation is basically, they have it figured out. Like you'd be surprised with these 20 year olds, 15 year olds, they have it, like they understand. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, now we have all these resources for our students to be able to move forward with their, oh, look, you saw how I use that, move forward with their lives. Hey. Maybe I should be a rapper, psych. <laughs> that is not in my resume. <laughs> but thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Uh, big shout out to Kareb from Heritage Hip Hop. He was tuned in. Um, I would definitely, definitely appreciate it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you have to go vote Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. Please, please, let me let me remind you just a little bit what happened four years ago with Trump when you didn't go vote. So yeah, go vote at your polls. If you haven't registered yet, please make sure you register with your county. Um, or on the day of uh, uh, the voting day, which is Tuesday, April 20th, which is literally seven days from today, next week, you have B1, B2, B3. Oh, ooh. oh we have A1. Yeah. No. 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 Wait, wait, wait. Guys, Thank guys, you, guys. Let's... I was looking at B2. I was looking okay. at B2. It's okay. <laughs> We're going to hand it off. I think, you know, just to. You know, give wait, wait, no, I gotta fix this. I gotta fix yeah. this. Hold <laughs> up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's A1, A2, A3, and B2, the moving York <laughs> schools forward slate. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you vote Tuesday, April 20th. That was my mistake. I own my own, okay? And this is the slate <laughs> that you should be looking at. These are real people with real, real, real mindsets that are with real, real, real solutions. Bernice, go ahead. I was just gonna pass it off to, of course, I wanna give deference to uh, Miss Dawn Haynes, who's leading the ticket with A1, uh, I myself A2, Miss Asia Norton A3, and Danielle Gonzalez B2. But Miss Dawn Haynes is the current vice president of the NERC Board of Education. And my dear, my dear sister is heading into the blessed um, season of Ramadan. And if you know, I just want to pass off the mic to her. Oh, oh Barely, you are so sweet. I mean, with a team like that and a colleague like that and a friend like that, you can't go wrong because we check each other, love each other, and, and guide each other. Um, and in the spirit of 
of this beautiful month that I'm, I'm in right now, just keeping everybody lifted in thought and in prayer and in positivity, knowing that, you know, I, I pray that we win. In the event that that's not what is written for us, I still would like for us to be all very much so involved with our school district and our community the ways that, in the way that we are. And also, after you press A1, A2, A3, and B2, make sure you press yes on the budget question. Yes, we have a billion dollar budget. However, we need the community to approve the when and the how and how we spend it. So with that being said, um, I send peace and blessings to everyone in Facebook land. Thank you guys for having us on. We truly appreciate it. It's nothing like being able to be face-to-face -face with our community and those who support us and, and, and love us. So I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Oh. Mr. Gonzalez, any final words? Uh, yes, well, thank you, Jomi. Thank you, Ray Pearson. Um, thank you for the opportunity. And again, please, April 20th, Movie North Schools Forward team. We're here, we're not gonna let you down. We're Norkers, products of Nork. We love hip hop and we are going to be uh, there for the children, for the parents, citizens, everyone. And thank you for the opportunity. B2, Danny Gonzalez. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, Ray Pearson, let's wrap this up. Um, I want to thank everybody who tuned in, everyone in the comments. I want to thank everyone in this virtual meeting tonight. Um, I had the honor of sitting here and watching everybody connect and network, and we all have something in common. And like they said, go vote next week. Once again, welcome to an episode, another episode of Quarantine and Rap. My name is Ray Pearson. My name is Jomi Lowe's. Make sure you follow us at Jomi underscore Los at It's Ray Pearson and Quarantine and Rap's Instagram, quarantine.andrap, that's A-N-D-R-A-P. And on that note, y'all already know, high endy shows, right? Suave. Ha! Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Information that is vital with idols was featured guests. I'm even call them the best. So I'm going viral with idols. It's so classic. Like a set of CDs and vinyls. You already know it's time for my show. Right.